You're listening to the Call Kent podcast, where Kent C. Dodds answers questions and gives insights to software engineers like you. Now, let's hear the call. Hi, Kent. My name is Arthur. I've recently discovered Epic React Dev and wanted to ask why React.js. Are alternatives not good enough? It seems like it become a large cult. Thanks. That was the call. Here's what Kent had to say. Hey, Arthur. Thank you for the question. Um, okay, so you reference. You didn't mention this in your call, but in the description, uh, you reference a, a blog post. Uh, titled "Really Why React" as uh, very antagonistic uh, toward React that was posted August third, updated October fourth. So within the last few months, um, and I, I have so many thoughts about this blog post. But uh, to address your uh, initial question, why did I choose Epic React, or why did I choose React for uh, Epic React? It's because that's what I use, and um, I'm going to teach people what I use, and it also. I use it because I feel like it's the best way to build a web application for various reasons. Um, I have a blog post titled "Why I Love React," which I'll link to. Um, uh, I'll link to that in the description here that you can read through the reasons that I, I prefer React over alternatives. Um, and I, I was thinking that I'd go for like a line by line. You know, I kind of I'm, I'm gonna uh, not maybe line by line, but I, I'm gonna address some of the things that Jordan mentions in this post that you linked to because. Um, I guess I just can't not. Um, and actually, to address your your assertion that maybe it's becoming a large cult, um, I mean, everybody defines that term differently. Um, and so I'm not going to, uh, I guess I'm not going to address it. Um, you can call it a cult if you want to. I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, everybody defines it differently. Um, but uh, like the negative connotation um, of, of cult, I think, does not apply to the React community. Um, and even would be offensive, I think, to apply that negative connotation uh, to the React community. Um, there are a lot of really wonderful people in, in the React community. Um, so anyway, uh, this blog post, um, this individual uh, clearly had a, a bad experience with React. And um, there are a lot of uh, rough edges around React that they are clearly enjoying calling out. Um, but uh, there are a couple of problems with the arguments that, that Jordan makes here. Um, as far as excessiveness, um, he's comparing it to jQuery and saying, wow, it's so easy. I can just use jQuery in a script tag and boom, I, I can use the whole library. Uh, React cannot be compared to jQuery. You cannot build a maintainable, large, like real world application built by a team of developers with jQuery. I'm sorry. Um, like the, the standard has been raised um, way beyond what we used to build with just jQuery and Bootstrap and script tags on the page, uh, you can't do it. Um, they also reference polyfill.io. I use polyfill.io. I love it. Uh, I built our own polyfill.io service at PayPal. Loved that. That was awesome. And it, it uh, allowed me to avoid a bunch of um, Babel polyfill stuff, which is great. That has nothing to do with React. Um, so I'm not sure why that was referenced, um, but uh, but there it is. Yeah, polyfill is great. Um, yeah, and technically, you totally can use React as a script tag, and that's how I teach it in, initially 
in the beginner's guide to React. Um, I, I put React on the page with the script tag, and then and we and then we eventually do put Babel on the page with the script tag, um, which of course is not something you'd want to do for a real app. But are you building a real app? Okay, great. Then then you're going to have to do more stuff, even if you're using jQuery. Uh, you're going to need to do more stuff if you want to make it a real, big, uh, maintainable application. So I, I'm sorry, the the excessiveness thing. And also later, uh, Jordan talks about uh, Riot.js and uh, Vue.js. Um, these also require, uh, I, I mean, they, they require additional tools just uh, as much as React does in the sense that if you want to build something real, then you're going to need to use tools as something. And when I say something real, it's got to be like a sizable uh, application built by a team of, or multiple teams of developers. You're not going to be able to avoid some tooling. Uh, you just you're not even even if you're like, well, no, like we can we can manage all this with jQuery and stuff. You're going to need tooling to minify that code. Uh, or are you going to write it all in a single file? Um, you still need to be able to minify it for performance reasons. So if it's real and you care about performance, you will not be able to avoid tools. And our tools are much better now than they used to be. But um, yeah, and, and so like that's great. Um, but yeah, you're not going to be able to avoid tools. And all of the tools support JSX anyway. Um, and, and so I, I don't see a problem with excessiveness, as Jordan mentions. Um, JSX templates, this is actually one thing I really love about React. And, and in the blog post that I'll, I'll link to, um, I, I talk about why um, I love JSX so much. So um, they, they mentioned that it's like super annoying that it's not just HTML. Um, yeah, it's not just HTML, but like n none of the other uh, frameworks allow you to just write just HTML. Now you can in the other frameworks you can copy HTML over, and and that will run uh, in their template syntax because their template syntax is a superset of HTML, so it adds features to HTML. Great, but when was the last time you actually copied over HTML and add, and just ran it unmodified? Like that's never going to happen. Okay, so like maybe for 100% static content. Um, okay, but in that case, why are you using a framework? I guess I I don't know. Like it's never been uh, a huge problem for me. Um, it can be annoying if I'm copying over HTML to JSXify it, but there are tools for that if you find yourself doing that a lot. Um, and and I don't, I don't find myself copying giant pieces of HTML. And the, the thing that I, the reason I love JSX so much over templates is that um, because I, I, I can learn all of JSX in just like a day. There are a couple of gotchas. And as Jordan says, they're buried in the docs, um, I guess. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. Like we, maybe the React team could surface those. Um, a little bit more, uh, rather than than posting a big rant on Dev.2, you could like open an issue and say, "Hey, this is like these gotchas should be um, more visible to people." Um, okay, like contributing to the world, um, but uh, yeah, there there's a page of uh, things that you need to learn that are specific to JSX. Um, but once you learn those things and you can learn them in a day, then um, you can look at JSX and you see react.createElement, and now it's just JavaScript. And so you, you, if you know JavaScript, you know how to loop, you know how to conditionally render things, you know how to do all of these things because it's just JavaScript. Um, and uh, with, uh, with JSX as a syntax sugar on top of react.createElement. And so uh, what I really love about React is that the better I get at React, the better I get at JavaScript. 
I worked in AngularJS for a long time and I got really, really good at their template syntax. And I, I, I even like debugged in the compiler because I had to, because you didn't know when things were busted or why things were busted. And I was super annoying. And when I moved from AngularJS to React, I was really frustrated by the fact that all of the knowledge that I'd poured into learning their specific syntax for uh, for rendering was all gone. So um, I like to to iterate over the um, items in a list or something like that. There's a specific syntax for that. Specific syntax for filtering uh, items in array. Like so many things. There's a specific syntax for that. Whereas in JSX, yes, there's a specific syntax for uh, a couple of things. And seriously, you learn it in a day uh, or less. You, you go through a beginner's guide to React and you learn basically everything you need to know. Uh, and then you move on with your life and and you don't have to learn the specific syntax for conditionals or uh, looping or any of that stuff. So yeah, where Jordan says JSX is a, a real blight on the React story, I disagree and I, I say the opposite. So I don't know, like, uh, like one point here, he mentions your template code will not be portable. Um, in what world do you need that to be portable? Um, I, I've I've conducted many rewrites um, from uh, either Backbone to Angular JS or Angular JS to uh, to React or Backbone to React, um, or or one version of Angular to another version of Angular. I, I never did that one, but like people had to. And in every one of those cases, you couldn't just copy paste your old template to the new one. You had to make changes. And so, yeah, that like that doesn't matter to me that my uh, template code isn't portable, uh, like just copy paste portable. Um, so I don't know. There, there's not a long list of JSX gotchas. It's something that you can learn really quickly uh, and just move on. So I, I don't know why that's such a, a big issue there. Um, then the next point is functional or class-based controlled or uncontrolled forward ref mixins higher order components hooks etc. Um, this also is um, a, a just a, a problem with the framework that evolves. Um, I guess we could just say, hey, let's let's pull an Angular JS and totally break everything, and um, and then just take the .js off and say it's um, it's the same thing. When like it it should have been a new framework. Honestly, they should have called it something different. Is different enough? Um, but React decided that they didn't want to do that. They wanted to um, migrate over time. And so because of that, um, you have the benefit of people being able to, to keep up with the framework. Like I, I started way back in uh, React, like pre, um, I don't remember what version, like 0.12 or whatever. Like I started a long time ago and a lot of like all, almost all of my JSX knowledge is still applicable from the beginning. Um, it, like the, they only added things. They haven't changed anything um, in a breaking change way. Some of the APIs changed. And so I've had to evolve with that. And creating components is one of the things that we've had to evolve and, and change. I started with React Create Class, and we had class components, and we have function components, and now we have hooks. And um, and so, yeah, that's that's just like the nature of an evolving framework. Vue.js has the exact same thing. There, there are ways that you used to do things and ways that you do them now. And um, I, I don't like this isn't a, a problem for me. Uh, this is just a reality of an evolving uh, framework. So, um, yeah, the, the fact is um, it, it's actually pretty simple now. You say, um, how do I make a React component? with functions and hooks, and that's it. 
uh, ignore the classes and everything. That's that's the way that it is now. Uh, and it's pretty simple. And Jordan doesn't seem to like hooks. There are uh, a number of people who uh, haven't figured out why hooks are so great. Um, I don't think that hooks are a, a problem. Um, I think that they're phenomenal. Um, and I, I have a talk that I, I've given a, a number of times you can find on my talks page called Why React Hooks, um, that where I explain why I think React hooks are, are so awesome. And don't take my word for it. Look at Vue. The, they have adopted React hooks, the, the same concepts, because it, it, it works. It's great. Um, so I don't know. Like There, there are definitely um, edge cases and things, uh, and there are things that you need to learn about it. But I don't know, like it seems like a lot of people seem to really like this. And um, so maybe um, everybody's not wrong. I don't know. Um, I, I seem to like it a lot. Um, so anyway, I, I again, another thing, I just disagree with Jordan here. Um, yes, the, the fact is that there is evolution uh, changes. That, that is going to be the case with anything that lives longer than a, uh, a year. Um, but uh, like, yeah, you're not going to get any better from anything else unless you're building your own thing, I guess, and you never change it. I don't know. That's That one's weird to me. Synthetic events. Yes, this one, um, it, it is true. React has a synthetic event system. You cannot dispatch custom events. In the six years or so that I've been using React, there's not been a single time where I felt like I needed synthetic events uh, or, or needed uh, to dispatch a custom event. Yeah, maybe if you're trying to integrate with web components or something, but I think web components is a failed abstraction. Um, and I think I, I answered another call with Kent about that. You can look back. Um, and so it's it's disappointing. Um, but yeah, a lot of people seem to like web components. I really don't. And so I, I don't have any use case for dispatching custom events. And so I haven't run into this as a problem. Synthetic events, uh, like it's, yeah, it's not a problem to me. Um, you, you can do it. There's a workaround for it if you need to. Um, but uh, but yeah, like people don't need to. There, there aren't a lot of people who use, um, who need to dispatch custom events. So synthetic events are fine. Um, yeah, styles. So styling, yep, we, we've been through a whole bunch of stuff with styling in the React community. Um, the React project itself decided we're going to just focus on the view. We're not going to give you any opinions on styles. Um, we're going to give you access to set inline styles if you want to. We're going to give you access to setting class names. But we're not going to make any opinions on anything else. And so the community um, went through and and um, built different solutions for this uh, because there was nothing built in. And I contributed to that. I built Glamorous and um, so that I could have a really nice CSS and JS solution to avoid casta cascade problems and stale CSS that's no longer used. So we can get that deleted automatically. It works great. Um, and uh, yeah, so yeah, there are CSS and JS um, libraries in, um, in React. And so then here, Jordan brings in Vue and Riot. And again, I'm just like, it, it makes me chuckle because earlier Jordan was saying, well, look at jQuery. It was so easy to use that. And now we're, we're going right back to Vue and Riot, which are both not, um, like, like they both require um, build tools and stuff. So like Jordan, I'm not sure I understand what your, your real stance is here. Do you want the tools or do you not want the tools? So view built-in uh, support for um, for scoped styles um, to get around the, the problem with CSS. Uh, the React community built their own tools um, for getting around some of the problems with CSS. Um, 
just because the tool is different, you can't criticize the fact that the tool exists um, because we're, we're trying to solve the same problem. Now, in the, the um, one of the things that I love about React is that because the React team just focuses so much on the UI um, and specifically um, managing the um, like how get it, how we get the HTML on the page and managing the state there, um, and and they uh, haven't solved for like HTTP requests and CSS and all of that stuff. It allows the community to iterate and innovate on different solutions for that. And um, so I I would say that a lot of things wouldn't even exist if it weren't for the way that React approached it. Uh, now, of course, like we we can't predict what the world would have been like given a you know a different past um but uh like css modules started out as uh, a react thing like they were trying to solve something for react and um i don't know my css history that well but i'm pretty sure that view uh scope styles were inspired by css modules so um there you go i guess i don't know like if you like the scope styles then you can uh, use css modules uh, and you'll probably be pretty happy with that so I, I don't know. Um, personally, I use Tailwind and I think it's phenomenal, but if you don't like that, then okay, um, <laughs> it's fine. You can use preprocessors. Uh, pre Here, Jordan uh, shows an example. Preprocessors are easy too, like it's some big awesome thing. Yeah, but again, you're using tools and if you're gonna just say tools are okay, then use CSS modules and preprocessors are easy there too. Um, so I don't, I don't know, That's that argument doesn't hold any water for me either. Um, okay, so developer experience, uh, just talking about how uh, React has awesome dev tools uh, for an even better development experience. Vue has dev tools. I don't know about Riot, but they probably have dev tools. Um, Svelte has dev tools. That, like, I don't get it. <laughs> like, I, I'm confused, Jordan. Like, what, what do you want from us? <laughs> like, uh, the dev tools are pretty much required for building any um, real-world application. Um, you won't find a framework that doesn't have useful, helpful developer tools um, unless you're not building something that's real. Um, like, I mean, and, and I don't mean to belittle uh, little projects that are just using vanilla HTML and CSS and, and JS and stuff. Uh, if that's the way you want to build your thing, then that's awesome. Um, good luck scaling that up to hundreds of thousands of lines and dozens of developers. That just does not work. Nobody's doing that. Um, and, and it's because it doesn't work. And so if you're going to use abstractions, um, you may as well add some dev tools to that. I, I have application-specific dev tools that I built for my own apps. So I, I don't understand why this is uh, a concern. Um, yeah, and again, he mentions that Riot um, and others, I'm not sure what others, but uh, Riot is usable by a CDN. It's just JavaScript. You can debug and inspect the DOM as you normally would. Yeah. You could do that re with React as well, um, as I mentioned, but you wouldn't do that. Nobody does that for anything that's the the type of application that I'm talking about. So I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm confused by this. Um, standards, portable, portability, and over-engineering. Um, yeah, I this one, it looks like he's just talking about JSX again. Um, I, I don't understand. Um, I Honestly, I don't understand this, this argument at all. Um, so I'm, I'm not really going to ad address these things. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, like bloats your bundle. Uh, I, I guess like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, that, uh, yeah, I'm not going to address that one. Performance, yeah, React is super fast. Everybody is super fast. Um, 
And so like there, there are certain cases where Svelte or Riot may be better or faster than React, but in my six years of building React applications used by millions of people, um, I haven't had a, a, such significant performance problems with React that it felt worthwhile for me to completely rewrite to Svelte or Riot or whatever else. Um, if you need a little extra boost in performance, Preact can um, speed you up pretty well without having to abandon the entire React ecosystem. Um, React has been around for a long time and they want to evolve over time and they're working on performance. And so, um, uh, yeah, like if you're going to rewrite the whole thing or start from scratch, then you can take different approaches and stuff. Um, and so if you need some outrageously fast um, performance, then yeah, go ahead and, and use something else. Um, React has been fast enough for me and everything that I've built, um, which um, the, the types of things that I build are generally applicable to 90% of people who are building web applications today anyway. So uh, I don't know. Um, it doesn't seem like it's that big of an issue. Um, I don't know, uh, it, but it's true. Like I, I will give you that React is not as fast as Svelte in some situations. Uh, I don't know about Riot, um, but uh, yeah, it it is fast enough. Um, yeah, and then the bonus strict mode thing, like uh, okay, um, they're they're just giving us little tips and and help. Uh, I don't know. I think it's silly. So anyway, there there you go. My reaction to that specific blog post. Uh, you did link to it, um, but um, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you were looking for a line-by-line uh, -line reaction to that blog post, but there you have it. Um, I, I don't like being negative uh, toward other people or frameworks or anything, um, which is why I, I hesitated to share this. And maybe I won't even save this one. <laughs> I'll start this one over. Um, but uh, yeah, you asked. And so I, I guess I'll, I'll share it with you. Um, if you want to use Svelte or, or uh, Riot or Vue or anything else, then be my guest. That's that's fine. Um, my ultimate goal is for the web to have um, really awesome experiences so that we can um, make the world better through whatever it is that we're trying to build. And if you feel like you can do that better with an, another framework, that's great. Um, but I feel like I can do that best with React and by teaching other people how to build excellent React applications. And in particular, uh, I feel like Remix solves a lot of the, the problems that we've um, experienced over time with the evolution of React. Um, and so I'm really excited about Remix. I can build some really awesome things with Remix that I, I just would have a much harder time building with anything else. So anyway, I hope that is helpful and interesting. Um, and uh, yeah, have a nice day. This has been the Call Kent Podcast. Learn more about Kent at kentcdods.com and get your own questions answered at kentcdods.com slash calls.